This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicides. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today, the Sask Wheat Outlook highlights the volatile marketplace right now and says the war in Ukraine is having a significant impact. The Outlook also points to some interesting new trends from Russia and Ukraine in exports of wheat. The Soil Conservation Council of Canada releases a report on reducing carbon emissions. Real Agriculture looks at new crop products this year. We also have a look at hog markets this spring and summer. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. The latest Saskweed Outlook says grain markets remain volatile, reflecting the ongoing war in Ukraine. Market analyst Marlena Borsch of Mercantile Consulting compiles the weekly outlook for the Saskwheat website. Here's a look at the cash markets of last week. Algeria reported buying 600,000 tons of optional origin wheat at about 448 per ton in US dollars. Saudi Arabia held a tender for 355,000 tons September to North arrival wheat and bought a full 625,000 tons over the weekend. We also note that previous tender on December 7th was for 535,000 tons May-July arrival, but they bought 689,000 for July. Iraq reportedly bought 100,000 tons last week for its March tender at 570 liner out. Tunisia bought 125,000 tons of soft wheat at 439.39 in international tenders on Wednesday. This was for April through June shipment. Jordan tenders Tuesday for 120,000 tons May through July shipment wheat. U.S. wheat sales last week were small at 95,000 tons. The list certainly looks like a decent list of trades, but the demand for old crop wheat is slowing. To continue here, some of last week's major news items by major wheat origin, starting with Canada. There was not much new in Canada itself. Week 34, Canadian wheat exports were again poor. The 171,000 tons of exports make for a season total of 7.6 million tons, which is 41% behind last year's volume compared to agriculture and agri-foods projected 36% decline. Attention in the markets is increasingly turning towards new crop. Dry conditions in various parts of the US will start to draw more attention. We note that while futures prices were lower on the week, basis levels have worked to keep cash prices fairly steady. 
We recommended finishing old crop sales and have recommended getting 50% sold new crop at around 13 bucks a bushel. The USDA plotting report last week showed U.S. spring wheat area at 11.2 million acres. This is 2% down from last year. Regarding durum wheat, USDA is expecting U.S. planted durum area to increase by 280,000 acres, plus 17% from last year to 1.9 million acres. We note that Montana and parts of western North Dakota remain under severe to extreme doubt. The five-year average durum yield in the U.S., which includes poorer yields in 2017 and 2021, is 35.4 bushel per acre. Given average abandonment, abandonment, total production would be around 63 million bushel or 1.7 million tons. This would be 70%, a 70% increase in production over 2021 and an 8% increase over the five-year average production in the U.S. Borsch says U.S. Durham supplies are down 30% from last year. New crop Durham prices in Canada have reached $14 a bushel in some areas, which she considers a very good price. She adds 69% of the U.S. winter wheat crop is under drought conditions, and it's dry in parts of Europe. She says the Russian invasion of Ukraine has had an impact on markets. Now Russia is threatening that they will limit wheat exports to countries who are not supportive will limit wheat exports to countries who are not supportive of their military actions. They are also threatening that future oil sales will need to be made in rubles. Ukraine's Ag Minister said that they are in talks with Romania about using the port of Constanta. They note that volumes at the port have already risen by 23% in March. However, note that this can in no way uh, supplant the normal exports out of the Black Sea ports. In Russia, wheat prices remain extremely tough to define and export numbers differ considerably depending on the source used. Meanwhile, domestic prices and flour prices in Russia remain at records high. This is fostering more talk of potential additional export restrictions from that country. Marlena Borsch of Mercantile Consulting compiles the weekly market report for the Sask Wheat website. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca and Prairie Co-op. Healthy soils retain carbon and are an unsung hero waiting in the wings to tackle climate change. That's the main message of a new 52-page report released this week by the Soil Conservation Council of Canada and the Compost Council of Canada. The report says if properly managed, Canada's 175 million acres of agricultural and urban soils can be developed to increase and retain more carbon, helping the country meet its greenhouse emission targets. Jim Tuckerchuk is the executive director of the Soil Conservation Council of Canada. We need to use every square inch of soil in Canada to derive those benefits. I and mean, if we're going to achieve uh, that level of removal of carbon from our atmosphere and into our soils and reap all those benefits, then everybody has a role to play. Whether you're farming uh, 10 sections in, in, in Saskatchewan or have a small plot of grass in, in Toronto, 
if you treat the soil well, it will take carbon out of the atmosphere, and we want that. Glenn Monroe is a report co-author and soil health manager with the Compost Council of Canada. Because healthy soils have large and diverse populations of soil organisms. And it's these organisms that create the soil conditions within which carbon is sequestered. There's no doubt about that. The latest science is showing that it is these organisms that do the sequestering. And simply adding lots of organic matter, well, important, it's not enough. There are five principles that maximize soil carbon. Monroe runs through the first three. Keep live roots in the ground because those live roots are feeding those organisms. They're putting out sugars and other substances through the roots deliberately to feed the organisms. So we want to keep live roots in the ground as all year round if possible. Second, minimize the soil disturbance. The tillage is very destructive. Or if you have a garden, rototilling, put it away, put the rototiller away. We can grow vegetables even without tillage, and there's good examples of that. The third one, the optimized inputs, is one that we added for this report, and that just means that we need to be careful about the things we add. And we know that crops need fertility, so we're not arguing against fertilizer by any stretch of imagination. Fertilizers are important, but how they're used is just as important. And the, for instance, the 4Rs program is a good example of that. Adding Organics like compost is also really important because it adds organic matter and adds more microbes to the soil. Monroe's is staying away from a crop monoculture also improves soil health. Diversity above ground leads to diversity below ground. The more different types of crops that you have above ground and different types of plants, the more diversity there'll be below ground in terms of your underground army, your organisms. And the more of them you have, the more soil carbon you'll sequester. And finally, you've got to keep the soil covered. Otherwise, it will tend to wash away, erode, and the organisms will not be comfortable. They'll be too hot or too wet or too dry. Tucker Chuck says the report is a call for action to create a partnership with the soil and the soil managers to deliver significant benefits for generations to come. Tucker Chuck says the 52-page report is a call for action to create a partnership to significantly deliver benefits for generations. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This has been your Real Agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. One of the things that we need to be making sure we're aware of and in the back of our mind is which products we're using related to which crops and, and, and what's the do's and the don'ts. For a number of years, you've probably heard about Keep It Clean and that campaign. Here to talk about some new additions or things to be aware of for the 2022 season is Greg Bartley. He's Director of Crop Protection and Crop Quality at Pulse Canada. For people that maybe haven't heard of Keep It Clean, what is Keep It Clean? Sure, yeah. So Keep It Clean is a, is a joint initiative between uh, Pulse Canada, Sears Canada, Canola Council of Canada, the Prairie Oak Growers Association, uh, that provides growers and agronomists with resources for growing market-ready crops. So this includes information on potential market risks uh, associated with crop protection products and how to mitigate these risks, but also information on things like uh, crop diseases and proper grain storage and, and what growers could do to ensure that uh, these things don't impact the marketability of their crop. Great stuff. Now you got some new additions. 
for this coming year when it comes to products and crop types? Uh, let's go through them. For sure, yeah. So Keep It Clean just released their 2022 product advisory. So uh, as you mentioned, there's there's a couple of new additions. So first off, uh, for cereal growers, there's a, a fungicide product, Fluopyrum, uh, commonly known as Prezero Pro. Uh, that's new for this year. So it's being classified as uh, red, do not use for malt barley. So directing growers uh, not to use this uh, product for, for malt barley. And the uh, yellow being formed for barley use uh, for food or feed use. So it's recommended that barley growers uh, confirm their contract obligations and the market acceptance uh, of this product before using it on barley for food or feed use. Uh, for pulse growers, there's a, a new herbicide uh, product this year on the, the advisory, Sethoxidum. Uh, so this is uh, Post Ultra. Uh, so Sethoxidum is classified as a yellow being formed for lentils and chickpeas uh, due to potential MRL changes in the European Union. Now, we don't know the timeline for when this MRL change is going to happen. So we've, we've taken a proactive approach, uh, to direct growers, uh, direct pulse growers not to use the on lentils and chickpeas if these crops are going to be exported to EU. So to determine that, it's important to, to talk to your grain buyer, uh, before using Sethoxam on lentils and chickpeas, uh, just to ensure the, the acceptance of this, uh, product, uh, this growing season, uh, before using it. Now, for some growers are like, okay, well, I'm, I'm just following the label. So if I'm following the label, am I in line or are these additional requirements over top of something that would necessarily be on the label? Yeah, that's a good point, Sean. So we, we obviously it's always always important to, to follow, read and follow the label directions, you know, application rate, timing, PR sensible, but, but this goes beyond that. Um, we kind of classify what goes in this product advisory as what we call as acceptable pesticides. So this is obviously pesticides that are registered for use in Canada, which, you know, obviously they are but also products that won't create a, a market risk. And, and that's where the label doesn't give that information. So what this advisory does is tries to provide that clarification on the registered products here in Canada that poses that market risk and then provide direction on, you know, do you need to talk to your buyer? Do you simply need, uh, don't use that product if there's going to be um, MRL risk associated, associated with it into our export market? It's, it's export market related so whether you're in Eastern Canada or Western Canada, it, if you're going to those markets with these crop types, you need to be aware of these products. That, that's, it, there's no East-West divide here. It's essentially driven by the export market. Exactly, yeah. No, so it's, it's the emeralds associated in the export market that we need to be aware of. I'd say the differentiation between Eastern and Western Canada is, is the, the possible different registrations of products between East and West. Uh, so, for example, in advisory, you'll see for, for glufosinate uh, on pulses, you know, there's a Western uh, classification and an Eastern classification just due to the difference, differences between uh, how those products are registered and the crops are registered on. So, um, even though there's differences in products and how they're registered in Eastern Western Canada, it doesn't impact the, the export markets and the, the MRLs and the export markets uh, that we, they, we need to be aware of. Now, there may be a bit of an inclination here, Greg. I'm one person. Who's going to know? What, what, what is the ramifications of that kind of attitude or thought? Yeah, that, that's going to get us in trouble. Um, you know, what happens on a, a single farm or a single field does, does matter, and that, that can be detected. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. It's your agro weather forecast on The Source, 620 CKRM.
The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today, wind north 20, gusting to 40, becoming northwest 40, gusting to 60 this afternoon. The high 7 degrees, the low minus 3. Thursday, mainly sunny, wind north 30, gusting to 50. The high plus 7, the low minus 9. Friday, sunny, the high 12, the low plus 4. Saturday, cloudy, 60%, chance of showers, and a high of 9, the low minus 5. Sunday, sunny, the high 9, the low minus 6. Monday, partly cloudy, the high plus 4, the low minus 8. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high plus 3. Normal high is 9 degrees for this date. The normal low is minus 4. The sun rose at 624 this morning. It sets at 738 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Moose Jaw at 7 degrees. And the cold spot, both East End and Collins Bay at minus 1. Estevan is 6, Saskatoon 4, Swift Current 0, Weyburn 6, Yorkton is 2. Cloudy in Regina, 5 degrees, that's 41 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north at 19, gusting to 40. Humidity 51%, the barometer rising 102.2. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, 7 degrees, winds are from the northwest at 21. Once again, Regina, cloudy in 5, that's 41 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems. Experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer is just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The Director of Risk Management with HAMS Marketing Service is advising pork producers in Western Canada to focus on margins rather than the price of hogs or the price of feed as they make their forward contracting decisions. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's quarterly Hogs and Pigs report, released last week, indicates higher than expected reductions in hog numbers, including an approximately 2% decline in the number of pigs kept for breeding. Tyler Fulton says there were a few surprises in the drop in numbers, including tighter supplies in future. He says supplies are down 4% right now, but should build back up to year-ago levels later this year. He says price expectations are relatively good through this spring and summer. Yeah, I, I, I would say that the, you know, the expectation is that uh, prices should stay firm. Um, and for perspective here, we're, we're dealing with excellent forward prices that are, you know, that are being uh, offered um, from a historical standpoint, it's um, you know I, we can have we'll, we can have another discussion about whether or not that proves out to to yield greater profits, just given the the feed situation. But um, yeah, the the generally what we're seeing is is some general support um, along the lines of a fairly um, typical trend 
in terms of seasonal imp- um, seasonal improvement in prices from spring into the summer time frame, and a lot of it is is driven by you know tight tighter supplies and and actually generally uh, tighter supplies of all meat. Fulton says corn prices are at all time highs and protein meal is near that. He says September corn futures are at seven twenty five a bushel and a rising trend. He says feed stocks are tight because of the conflict in Ukraine, which exports about 35% of all global feed stocks. And so prices are on the rise, making it difficult to determine profit levels. There's great volatility in both the livestock, on, on, in both the hog and um, feed input market. And so producers need to be focused on timing and approaching their hedging decisions based on um, based on their margin, not solely based on the price of hogs or strictly the price of feed. So it's a, it's a tough and volatile situation to find yourself in, but I think currently there's still some, there's still some profitability, I think, to be secured there, depending on your operation. Fulton is cautiously optimistic about demand for pork. He talks about competing meats. Well, on the poultry side, you know, the, the their greatest uh, influence is definitely, you know, managing these uh, these additional feed costs. So there is some concern about, uh, you know, possibly supply going forward on that. Um, on the beef side, we know we just came, North America just came um, and was dealt a, a very widespread drought um, that seems still to be lingering in parts of the west and 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 the wet and the south in into the united states um, and so that could have a you know a longer term impact on um, on on meat uh, on meat competitors for uh, uh, for the pork sector so something to keep an eye on but it's generally a slow moving trend um, on the on the beef side just strictly due to the fact that it's, uh, you know, one animal produces one animal every year and, and that uh, it takes, uh, you know, it takes a long time to move that, that trend. Fulton stresses the importance of managing margins. Tyler Fulton is the Director of Risk Management with HAMS Marketing Service. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Federated Co-op has just launched what the company is calling Co-op Ag Zone, a suite of digital solutions to help producers in Western Canada in the field, in the yard, and in the books. The manager of Digital Solutions, Adam Newstead, spoke with reporter Cheryl Brooks about the program. And it's a way to engage with, with your local co-op that has a lot of the data-driven stuff that we see now emerging at agri-retail. So everything from an agronomy platform right up to a way to transact online as well, and that will come in stages as well. But the first stage that we've actually just gone public with to announce is actually our agronomy tool. How is it going to work? Basically, if you go into your local co-op, your agronomist or your, your account rep can start to work with you by having a digital tool for you. So everything from field boundaries to field maps, and then you can eventually start to coordinate and plan. So your agronomist now is, is really what 
what I often refer to as tech-enabled now. So they'll be able to pull all of your things from satellite imagery to help and assist their farm customers, spot those early detections of maybe there's a pest problem, et cetera, or really look at a fertility program via soil sampling. So that'll all be consistently benchmarked across the field. So that's really where the benefit comes in for the farmer as well as for your local retail. They can make recommendations based on, say, moisture conditions as well? Absolutely. All that goes into the factor, right? There's a multitude of factors that go into a recommendation, everything from, you know, current weather conditions, like you said, with rain, and also taking a little bit of a forward look by enabling, you know, looking at a satellite image that maybe you might not see from the road or from the ground. Those are kind of things where the agronomist can come in and really start to assist farm customers. Do the agronomists that you guys have with co-op then, do you guys have to go through a lot of training for this? Yeah, everything that we've done so far is we run through our own internal training program on the software tool. So they're all enabled and then anything that reaches out would come to someone like myself to make sure that they're familiar with how the satellite images work. And that's that's basically part of a larger team that we have a co-op through our grow team advisors that really help and assist. Those are really our specialists in the field. As I often refer to them, my boots on the ground out there, they're an extension of the digital team. And those really make sure that all your local co-ops have that leading edge information that you require as a farm customer. This is just the next evolution of, of what we're seeing at co-op. And really, we'll see this program develop over the next couple of years. And so really, it's really exciting to be here right now and, and really show that we are Western Canadian focused. And these are the demands that are coming from the Western Canadian farm. That's Adam Newstead with Co-op talking about the new Co-op Ag Zone program. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Purchase your all-weather windows with installation from Freeze Tallman before April 27th and you'll save 15%. Grain prices were showing downward movement. Viterra prices for canola went down 13.30 at 10.98.92. One red spring wheat fell 119 at 484.21. The rest unchanged. Durham 551.16. Feed barley 362.54. Flax 1291.47. Lentils 902.50. Oats 501.53. Yellow peas 639.66. Feed wheat 378.30. At Minneapolis, May spring wheat fell 8 and 3 quarter cents at 1103 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of April 5th. Our last regular sale was on March 30th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.92 cents to $1.06. D3 cows sold from $0.82 cents to $0.92. Cents. Good butcher bulls sold from $1.20 to $1.36. Our last pre-sorted calf sale was on March 28th. For 50 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.34 and sold up to $2.54. 500 to 550-pound steers averaged $2.39 and sold up to $2.55. 550 to 600-pound steers averaged $2.27 and sold up to $2.48. 600 to 650-pound steers averaged $2.13 and sold up to $2.34. 650 to 700-pound steers averaged $2.10 and sold up to $2.30. 
700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.98 and sold at the $2.13. And 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.87 and sold at $2.93. Heifers were about 20 to 25 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And the latest pork prices, two twenty one eighty per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The Saskatchewan government has introduced legislation to support the growth of the technology and research sector in the province. The legislation gives authority to Innovation Saskatchewan to own and operate the technology and research parks currently assigned to the Saskatchewan Opportunities Corporation. The purpose is to create a single innovation agency in the province. Minister responsible Jeremy Harrison says the move allows the province to support innovation, research, commercialization and build capacity through an integrated approach to programs, services and infrastructure. The changes allow Innovation Saskatchewan to operate the research parks at the University of Regina and U of S. The integrated agency will have a goal of tripling the tech sector in the province by the year 2030. It will provide additional support to startups and early stage technology companies and a way to encourage established tech companies to relocate and grow in the province. On the markets today, the TSX is down 156 points to 21,774. The Dow has fallen 239 points to 34,401. Oil has dropped 268 at 99.28 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 12 one-hundredths of a cent at 79.96 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.